0: Welcome to episode two of the Sidetracked Podcast. We're your hosts, Alina and Anastasia, and today we're going to be diving a little bit into the Slavic culture. So, as some of you may know, we are not full blood Americans, we actually um, have immigrant parents from different mm-hmm. areas. Mm-hmm. So, my parents immigrated from Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan. Um, We are not Kyrgyzstanian or Kyrgyzstanian. I don't know if that's the right word. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. I don't think so. But um, we're like a little mixing pot. We're like, we got some Russian, Ukrainian, probably some other stuff in there too. Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. Anastasia has a fun lineage. Yeah, me too. I have um, mostly Russian, but I have some Ukrainian roots as well. Um, My parents are from Kursk and Siberia. Kind of different climates, but you know what's funny also? I have, from my mom's side, I have Jewish blood, but from my dad's side, I have gypsy blood. How do you even find that out? That's my question. It's very interesting family conversations, let me tell you. It's like, late at nine, you're just like, by the way, you have, like, gypsy in you. And I'm like, oh, okay, fun. I don't know about you, but I had a story, Um, I heard about this a couple years ago, where it was, like, one of our great-grandmas or something like that on her deathbed confessed that she was Jewish uh-huh. or something. I think I've told you this before. Yeah, I think so, too. And I was just like, why, does she, why do they all wait until they're, yeah, like, exactly. on their deathbed to confess <laughs> that they're Jewish? That's but, but you know, At that time, it was no. Oh, yeah, it wasn't some not the you best timing in the like about nineteen forties, nineteen fifties. Yeah, definitely yeah. not the time. <laughs> Probably not. We were also talking. I know we grew up um, on very similar styles of food. Oh yeah, who didn't? And and you want to like the Slavic culture knows that like we take pride in our food. <laughs> the Russian grandmas will not let you. <sighs> eat less than like two pounds of russian food when you're at their house after you eat their food they're just like hmm, it looks like you gained a couple pounds <laughs> you're like i wonder why <laughs> i just ate five pounds of food mm, something's no. not matching up the methane i will say i feel like no one takes well, this is obviously from i'm biased but i feel like no one takes better care of you than your russian grandma oh for sure like they will make sure that you got everything you need <laughs> they're super sweet about it but I don't know. Have you ever brought Russian food to like school? I know we were in public school. Well, I see the thing is I was never public schooled. Wait, I'm, I'm completely (laughs) I haven't (laughs) stepped in a public school my entire life. Um, okay. For those of you who don't know, (laughs) I went to public school until seventh grade and then I became, um, doing online school from home. So I feel like every single kid who's been homeschooled hasn't been homeschooled their whole life I'm like oh no they went to public school no, that's my the thing problem is, I, I was homeschooled my whole life but I did go to like charter school oh charter okay. see charters it, charter <laughs> charter school yeah but the thing is our charter school was different than charter schools here like here you have to go every day back home like I had to go I think it was like once a week or twice a week oh okay so I bad. did like socialize with people <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. I feel like a lot of people think that kids who are homeschooled are like reclusive and like they don't yeah. have any social no. skills. I think, um, I think I speak for, well, definitely us personally, where I say we're very outgoing, very extroverted. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with our social skills. I don't think so. I mean, other people might, you know, think disagree differently. a little bit, but hopefully not. No, but I definitely. I was saying. I remember there's this one Russian, like I don't want to say soup because it's kind, but it is like a soup. A kroshka is how it's pronounced. Oh, it's, see, this is where we're different because I can't stand it, and you, I love absolutely it. love it. But I also hate borscht, and you love it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I like the, anyway. So for those of you who don't know, Akroshka, Akroshka, I don't know why I I brought out the American accents. Akroshka. (laughs) It's, um, it has like, well, everyone makes it a little differently. Obviously it depends on your family recipe, but it has like the cucumbers in it, um, Mm. eggs like the ham ham or ter- yeah ham i think yeah. it is and like or like, is it bologna it, no, a bologna, bologna. it's, bologna. Bologna. it's bologna. bologna bologna and then it'll have like either buttermilk um or like i think some people use another russian drink kvass or something uh-huh. and then like lemon juice yeah so, so people mix it up they put like sour cream in there sometimes yeah They're like, Som- like okay, i said it, it depends on every single family's their own way but i love that soup um, so much. It's like a cold soup. And I would always, like, anytime, even to this day, anytime my mom's, like, we're having a special event or something, she's like, I'm making your favorite. And I'm like, oh my goodness. (laughs) But I still get excited to this day. I love it so much. And I feel like it's not the same when you make it versus your mom. Like, Mm. I stand by that. Whenever I make it, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But my mom, she knows what's up. Anyway, um, from that, I would always bring it to school with me um school lunches obviously Ooh, that's school- a fun conversation starter <laughs> oh my goodness that's not the right word for that so um i would and i would open it up and everyone just sees like this white like liquid soup <laughs> with like green and pink in it and everyone's oh like gosh. what's going not on the- imagine seeing meat in like yogurt milk that's so appetizing I see like- <laughs> exactly but and here's the thing I would always, like, everyone would be like, yeah, what is that? But the kids who also grew up in immigrant households, like, whether it be mm-hmm. Hispanic household, Indian household, Indian households, mm-hmm. they would always be very open to trying it. And some mm-hmm. of them actually liked it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the kids, like, American, like, very American kids that grew up on mm-hmm. just, like, chicken yeah, for <laughs> and sure. fries and pizza. They don't really, I don't know. Yeah. Not obviously not all of them, but some I feel like some of them just don't appreciate the way our food is. A lot of people like I think because we grew up in that culture right now, like we're so open to trying new foods and like different um, cuisines. And I feel like that's why we always talk about going to different countries to try their foods, which I think if we grew up eating like french fries and pizza, like we wouldn't have the the kind of like, you know, maybe not. I agree. Um, Obviously, this is our personal take on it. But, like, I'm, especially, I love Vietnamese food and mm-hmm. Indian food. Oh, yeah, Indian food is so good. Especially if you find the right spot. Exactly. Um, no, I don't, <laughs> or, like, what's the one food? I don't, like, I do not trust people who don't like sushi. <laughs> no, right? I, I get, I get people say, like, I don't like raw fish, but there's, mm-hmm. like, sushi that doesn't have raw fish. Because, yeah. you know what, growing up, I hated sushi. Really? Yeah, like, I think my cousins know this really well because they love sushi growing up, and I could not stand it. The only sushi I would eat was the California roll, and that's oh, even, the most basic one. <laughs> yeah, even that was like mm, maybe, maybe not. No. But then after something hit me, something like just hit me in the head, and I'm like, yeah. "This is actually really good." See, so. I support people who are like they either do it for they don't eat it for maybe some religious reasons or yeah. and you know, like that, personal preference. Yeah. But people like um, some people who just out of the pure spite they like don't even want to try it and i'm like yeah or like but yeah just because just because like people love it so much they're just like i i won't like it no 100 percent. and i feel like also in the russian slavic culture there's so many different traditions yeah that we could talk about um there's i don't know do you have any specific ones i had a really fun tradition with my family every saturday my grandma makes crepes and she doesn't make like a couple of crepes she makes like two towers of crepes and when we <laughs> lived in san diego she would drive like she would get no she wouldn't drive she would get my grandpa and at like seven in the morning to drive around to all my family's houses because we all live about close proximity from each other so he, he would drive around sometimes i would go with him and we would just drop off like a bunch of crepes at every house and this went on for years and like still after we even moved At first, she, like, quieted down because there was no one to, like, really give them to except us. And we were just like, Grandma, it's like, enough. Enough crepes, please. (laughs) (laughs) No, but then she kept making them. And then when my cousins moved and then my other cousins moved and then my aunt and uncle moved. And it just started up again. Like, every Saturday or even Friday night, she would make crepes. That's really sweet. Yeah, so I actually had some traditions, too. I don't know if these would classify under the category of Slavic, but just some fun ones. Basically, every Christmas, we would all get together as a family and decorate the Christmas tree, and we'd watch Charlie Brown at the same time, like, the Christmas edition. People who know, know. um, Absolutely love that so much. It's one of the things I remember most. And obviously, like, getting together for the holidays with the family, all the Russian food. I mean, come on. You really cannot beat that. No, Christmas was such a fun time, especially when, like, the whole family got together. And again, like you said, so much food. Like, mm-hmm. the turkey. I don't know. Did you have turkey? We had a lot of, um, what's it called? Ham. Oh, really? Yeah. See, we were a turkey family. My grandpa made, like, the best turkey ever, and he would always make, like, two huge ones because one wouldn't be enough for our family. <laughs> stop it's so funny no I was I love ham. um turkey I love turkey bacon but yeah <laughs> turkey itself it's it doesn't do much for me personally I mean if you see me neither but like the way he made it we were like yeah it's good no but um I definitely grew up also learning how to cook a lot mm-hmm. which is I think one thing we can agree yeah. on Honestly, I, I brought this up a little bit before we started filming to Alina, just how like how much pressure as women or girls we have to cook well. And I'm sure this is in a lot of cultures, but I don't know. It's so profound in our culture that like we have to know how to cook really, really well. Not even just cooking. It's like you got to know how to clean the house. You got to know oh, yeah. how to no. take care of your younger siblings. No, before you turn 16, you have to be like the perfect housewife or you're not good enough yeah I feel like, it's like kind of like that you know it's different in like dif- uh, different families but I think generally speaking there is definitely that pressure just um obviously men have other pressures but speaking mm-hmm. from our situation is you've like to clean to cook to be able to take care of like whether it's siblings or being able yeah. to take care of like yeah. other children there's definitely that pressure and I'm sure that I'm not the only person who can agree with the sentiment that if, like, something goes wrong or if you don't, like, clean your room, and then they're like, well, how do you expect to get married? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, okay, I'm sorry. It's my bad. I didn't know I was getting married next week. <laughs> Which brings us into the topic of marriage. Ooh, this is kind of a controversial topic. Like, again, not controversial. It's just, like... <laughs> um, basically, I think there's definitely different views on this. We are not bashing anyone. There's, this is just from, like, our experience, obviously, so I think, personally, for me, I've grew up hearing about marriage a lot, and, um, it would come from other relatives, too, as soon as I turned, like, 15, 16, instantly asking me, like, when am I planning on getting married, and, um, it became especially profound in my life when I turned eighteen. So, finally, the legal age. <laughs> and, um, I kid you not, like, the day after my 18th birthday, I had two or three adults ask me, like, so when's your wedding? And I'm like... That's crazy. That's it's, insane. Obviously, they didn't mean it with ill intentions, um, but when it kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit, because mm-hmm. I've been hearing about marriage, like, my whole life, mm-hmm. and they like, obviously but i also think that everyone's timing is different if you're oh, meant to get sure. married at 18 you will get married at 18 if you're married to get if you're meant to get married at 25 that's going to be your plan Yeah, for sure if you're meant to never get married that's like your own path like no yeah. one has the same path but also i would say if that's your dream or if that's what you really want to do and you know that's right for you to get married at 18 don't bash someone that has different dreams as you or a different plan as you you know what i mean like 100 yeah, and the same i think it should be the same way all around yeah i definitely think there should be this like mutual respect for each understanding other. that like we all have different wants and needs Yeah. Different plans for our lives. Um, This brings up to mind Ecclesiastes chapter three verse one, where it says, "Like for everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven." Obviously, everyone goes through different seasons of lives. Whether you're in your season of singleness, your season in getting closer to God, season of marriage. Mm -hmm. Who knows what it may be? We actually had um, a friend recently get married, Mm -hmm. and I think I can I can speak for her on her behalf and say that that is probably the best thing for her right now like for sure she is ready for that season Mm -hmm. god prepared her she found the perfect spouse for Mm -hmm. her Mm -hmm. like it's just in her spot me personally right now (laughs) yeah and praise the lord for that You know, i'm so happy for her not everyone is in that season for sure like you said you're you guys are the same age yeah you have different completely different thoughts right now for something else um, and that's completely fine exactly No, I like, I don't want to speak out of turn or anything, but for me personally, I don't get see myself getting married right now. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I don't know what God has in store for Mm me. Um, Everything's according to his plan, not my own plan. Mm -hmm. But I definitely do think there's a lot of pressure on young girls these days to be like, hey, when are you getting married? And it's okay to not know. It's Mm -hmm. okay to not want to get married right away. Like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with you. And I think that's one thing in Slavic culture is if you're like over the age of like twenty and you're not married, I'm sure like it comes up a lot, like, Hey, why aren't you married? Like, what's going on? Like, do you want us to pray for you? Which obviously you always want yeah. people to pray for you. But it comes with almost sometimes but, this negative connotation. Yeah, so it comes with that like that passive aggressive, like I will pray for you. Um, which, you know, <laughs> I will never say no to a prayer. You know, if you're praying for yeah, me, 100%. thank you so much. But I want you to understand that everyone has different priorities, and my top three priorities might be different than yours. Um, but if God does send me someone earlier than I had planned for, I'm not going to be like completely no, like that's not in my books, because, you know, his plans are definitely higher than mine. Actually, Isaiah 55 8 through 9 talks about this. It says that for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. So this is coming from the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. That is such a good verse. So basically, he's saying that, like, you have your plan for your own life, and I have a plan that's bigger and better than yours, because you don't know what's ahead of you. You just know what's right in front of you. Exactly. He sees it from, like, in, like almost like an aerial view Mm -hmm. where he sees your whole life planned out you see it from this that one tiny moment it's like one of those things I saw a picture where it's like you were looking at one detail of like this painting but you don't see the whole painting and the whole beauty of the painting and I'm so excited to see that whole painting but I know that right now is not the time and I'm so excited to you know be with him and just see exactly why he brought all these difficulties in my life because, you know, sometimes you just think, like, why, what is this all for? Exactly. Um, but I know God has a plan, and I'm so excited to see that plan. Yeah, exactly. Like, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven uh, through verse 12, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray time, and I will hear you. Like, God hears our prayers. Mm-hmm. He knows what we need he also knows what's ahead of us. Like, mm-hmm. we also have to put all of our anxieties onto him. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, he loves us. He's yeah. our father. He will provide for us. He will take care of us, even yeah, when you know, it seems hopeless. You know, that's actually one of my favorite Bible verses ever. I have that in my room. I don't know if you saw it. I don't think I did. <laughs> it's it's kind of in the corner, but every time I'm going through something, I literally just look at it and I'm just like, that's right. Like, I, I get reminded that whatever I'm going through he knows before me exactly and i think this doesn't even just apply towards marriage this applies towards every single aspect like whether it's school like you don't know what you're going on with school whether you're trying to get a license whether you're trying to figure out something with any friendships or if you're having difficulties in that area and you just have to really trust in the Lord. And I know that's... It's so easy to say. It is. It can be... But, it, like, speaking from personal experience, it's so easy to be like, yes, I have to trust in the Lord. But when it comes to those hard moments, it can be so hard to mm-hmm. just give, like, yourself fully to God and yeah. not be like, oh, I have a backup plan in case God's plan doesn't work. Yeah, kind for of. Thing. sure. I actually had to go through that and understand that when I moved here. I kind of touched this on with some people when I talked to them, but as i moved here i didn't know why there was so many like difficulties you know once i moved here and just like feeling this like grieve kind of and also like why is this is there a reason why we did this was it right like the right thing that we did this and again like when i moved here i was really lonely like i mentioned the other um, episode that definitely felt that like did i belong here did i not um But again, like, his plans are higher than mine. And I had all these plans for where I was living and what I was going to do and where I was going to go. But then I was like, wait a second. What if this is not what God wants for me at all? What if he wants me to be surrounded by different type of people? Uh, Get me out of my comfort zone. Get me out in more ministries than I was in. Get me into these different um, atmospheres and groups of people, which is definitely, like, The people here are so much different than the people there not in a bad way or a good way just they're different and it was good for me to kind of use all my knowledge of him and like when we went to even evangelize it was so different because the people here They're all Southern, which is a little bit easier sometimes to get to them and to get them to listen (laughs) because they already know about like the Lord, but they just don't know him, know him. They know about him. I, I loved evangelizing. I love evangelizing here, but it's definitely different than back in California. But still, it's like his plans are so much higher. Amen to that. No, I will definitely say I definitely noticed a difference between Southern culture and maybe some other like cultures Mm -hmm. um i don't even know if you'd call it a culture but just like the way that southerners are Mm -hmm. i recently um got to know a girl who moved from new york which is like the who the big the big city the place everyone knows (laughs) about and just i was having a conversation with her just how different it is moving from that kind of environment here Mm -hmm. and she said um She was so surprised when she moved here that people were so, like, warm and welcoming almost and, like, wanted to get to know her, even in a work Mm -hmm. environment where she said they did not have it there. It was always, like, very rush, 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 like, Mm -hmm. on the run, where here it seems that life almost, like, I don't want to say slows down a bit. Yeah, honestly, that's what I thought as well when I moved here. Like, we were driving, and I was like, man, no one's, like, okay, now I see a little bit more, like, as people are moving here more and more, like, it's been rushing, but, like, honestly, you just see, like, pastures and, like, cows or horses <laughs> and i'm like whoa this is so weird you know they're so calm and it just has this calming presence and everything's just i don't know everything is just so much calmer yeah i also think that we've been blessed with such an area where it's there is obviously the calm aspect the fields and everything but we also have like civilization and cities, we have yeah like, we have and like especially charlotte um yeah so much stuff, so much different food, so much different cultures. Uh-huh, for sure. You will see so many different people. It's amazing yeah. and it's really like gets you to know. And there's so many different kinds of Christians too. Mhm. Like when we were evangelizing, I remember um we came in contact with so many different kinds of Christians that yeah. had such different beliefs yeah, than us. Yeah, exactly. Which um, growing up in Slavic culture is a little different or even like even American churches from ours. Mm-hmm. So like one thing is um we noticed personally when we went to a specific church was they sit when they pray. Mm -hmm. And in our Russian church, it is, it's not very, it's acceptable or just like, unless you have like a disability or something, you don't sit when you pray, you either kneel or you stand. Yeah. And we do that as like a sign of respect. Um, also because I I feel like the Lord tells us to do that, you know, like we want to show respect for the Lord and we want to show that we, we worship him. So the Bible says, how do we worship him? we bow our knees, right? Bow before mm-hmm. him. And I bow, think that's a great practice. Knees. Um, that's something that I love about our culture is that we do that. And honestly, cause you know, like people stand when they sing, but like, why can't we stand when we pray too? Why can't we show the same amount of respect yeah. for It's, it's the same. You're both worshiping the Lord through prayer and through singing. Why can't we do that? You know, I'm just saying it's like, I feel like we should start doing both. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one difference of opinion. Um, at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to make a really big difference in our salvation. Oh, no. But it, of, of course not. But it's just, like, these differences that we've noticed, especially. Mm-hmm. Or, like, we're used to three sermons in a service, a two-hour oh, yeah. long service. <laughs> and a lot of English churches, they have one sermon. Yeah. And it's a longer sermon, obviously. Yeah. But it's, like... I really, I actually really enjoyed that. I do enjoy that as well because you don't have to like switch your mind to different topics and sermons. It's just one topic and you can really think about it throughout the day as well. You don't have to be Mm -hmm. like, okay, he talked about this. He talked about that. He talked about this. Like, can I remember everything? Yeah, especially if we have two sermons in a Sunday. So that's like, what, six sermons in total? Like two services. Oh, I'm sorry. Two services. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, six sermons. And, like, that can that can be a lot, honestly. It can be a lot. And, personally, I've noticed, for me, when I take in a lot of information, I tend to remember, like, almost none of it. Yeah, yeah. So, I've, I definitely enjoyed that aspect a lot. But, I also do believe that um, the way our parents were raised and we were raised is very different. Obviously, yeah. we grew up in America speaking a different language versus them who grew up speaking like, Russian and moved into America. Personally, for me, that can make it a lot harder Mm -hmm. for me to understand either Russian sermons or some Russian theologies or anything like that. Yeah. Just because, um, that's not the way I was, like, not even the way I was raised, but just not the environment I was raised in. for sure. And, I mean, it's, like, we've been so blessed that we grew up here versus in the Soviet Union, <laughs> or over there, where there's some, yeah, it was, it was crazy times, like, my grandma tells me stories sometimes, and I just listen in literally shock, and I'm like, how, how did you survive that? No, it, it's terrifying, um, and they definitely went through a lot more persecution than we could ever imagine, um, and, I mean, with God's protection, I hope we don't really have to yeah. go through that same thing, because it's difficult, and, but they came out so much stronger, and, like, for sure, and it was so many good stories like i just be like with popcorn (laughs) no they really do they'll just like drop bombs on you yeah exactly they'll be like "Mm, by the way (laughs) by the way this big giant event happened to me yeah and then they'll just continue traumatizing and you're like uh back up (laughs) hold on hold on just a second exactly do you want to talk about that a little bit more like how did your parents immigrate here um, well, they both immigrated, obviously, from different countries. My dad, um, they both immigrated as teenagers, so they did continue high school mm-hmm. here. So they, my, I feel like my parents are, I don't want to say more Americanified, uh-huh. but they just grew up with American culture as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents moved here because of religious persecution. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, I don't know my dad's side as well, but I know my mom's, we've talked about it with her a little bit. She moved from Kyrgyzstan um, where they were having a lot of issues between the Christians and, like, the people of Kyrgyzstan. There was also a lot of tension because Mm -hmm. basically Russia had taken over Kyrgyzstan at some point. I don't know Mm -hmm. if takeover is the right word, but they had, like, put Russian people there Mm -hmm. also. And so a lot of people felt like they were taking away their land. Mm -hmm. So, which is understandable, obviously. Um, I'm sure they were very upset. But um, even, like, my mom would say whenever they're growing up, like, Christians, specifically Baptists, would be made fun of a lot. And there was a lot of slander, a lot of, like, videos that would say that, like, Baptists would eat their children or something like that or it's sacrifice crazy. their kids. It's so bad. Which is absolutely insane to think about the, like... And you would think, like, who would believe that? But yeah. if you think about it, like... If you know like nothing about a specific specific religion or a culture, and then someone says something like super crazy, it's it might be more believable than it yeah, obviously if you grew up. For with sure, it. I mean, like if you see Baptist or Christianity from the outside, it is kind of crazy. Like we just believe in this God who created everything, you know. Exactly. So for people who have never heard about it before, it's probably mind blowing. Yeah. Exactly. But my favorite stories of people who were either atheists or came from like a Muslim religion mm-hmm. and who like studied Christianity to try to disprove it. Yeah. And then they ended up turning to Christ. Yeah. I love those kind of stories. Yeah. Me too. Because even like it's like God really is all around us. And yeah. like I saw this thing where it's like the word Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we added in the like E and the A Mm -hmm. before because you can't pronounce because it's originally ywh they say even like when you breathe in and out like it's like almost like saying yahweh oh wow which um i think i described i like completely did not describe that correctly but i saw it on tiktok (laughs) so it must be true no i'm kidding but um definitely there's like if i'm sure if you look that up it's it's crazy and like even the way we're like nature all it's so like it's so full of god's presence yeah for sure and i definitely went through a period um where i not that i was doubting my faith but i was just like why is our religion correct yeah why is why is christianity the right way why are muslims like why is their religion not the right way and obviously we respect all religions here but it doesn't mean we agree with them for sure. You know, that's actually a good thing that you were going through that because I went through it as well. It means that your faith is alive and you're still thinking about it. You know, you're not just like going through it because you have to go through it and you're not questioning what you believe in because that's also dangerous. If you don't like, wow, I need to know this for myself and believe it for myself. So I'm gonna study the Bible and find out the truth and when you start putting all the dots together and you're just like, wow like look at the picture. everything mm-hmm. is making sense everything that's going on in this life, it all correlates to revelation. that's incredible. it's mind-blowing. Yeah. And when you start thinking about that and you're just like, whoa like God really did like Jesus died for me you know yeah For me personally, I was also um, one of the specific things I was wondering was like why is the Bible true? So for me, finding things in the Bible was like, well, like, if the Bible will obviously support itself, I wanted to see outside from, like, I don't want to say a history's POV, but like, other people. That's what I'm saying, you look at history, Mm -hmm. and then you look in the Bible. It correlates. Exactly. And also, like, especially in the Jewish, like, scriptures and stuff, because they're not the only things written in that time. Like, how, tell me, because a lot of people are like, the Bible's written by, like, one person or just by a man or something like uh-huh. that but it's men over like thousands of years and you're telling me they've all like intricately wrote about one event that's going to happen like obviously we're talking about yeah. jesus christ yeah so you're telling me all these different men from different periods of time mm-hmm. just like coincidentally wrote about the same but event also, and it all i want to mm-hmm. point out that it wasn't these men it was jesus writing well, through yes them. god writing through these men obviously um 100 but it's just like that's one thing where it's like, it's not just like some other religions have it that it's one man that wrote their like book. Mm -hmm. Like I believe the book of Mormon. I believe, I believe the Quran. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, I don't know too much about that religion. I don't want to speak on it, Yeah. but it's like, it's not just one person. It's like God worked through all of these people. Everything ties together. Like even with history, it's, insane but god definitely works in mysterious ways for sure so wait tell me a little bit more about how your parents moved okay so my parents also moved separately um well i mean i guess my mom moved here a lot earlier than my dad she moved here with her family and then my dad came to america he wasn't even planning to come he came because of her he like came here because he wanted (laughs) to get married (laughs) (laughs) how old were your parents when they were getting married um my mom was 25 my dad was 23 okay so they're like yeah yeah um but yeah my mom moved here when she was a teenager too i think she was like in her last years of high school and then she went to college here i don't remember exactly like what how old she was but no my grandma was telling me how they moved and i was literally in shock like i did not I'm sorry, yeah, I'm opening a Diet Dr. Pepper right now. I'm just, now. like, looking at her, and I she's just trying to quietly open I, it. I, I was, like, reaching across the floor. Let's, okay, I want to also give context. We moved into your parents' closet. Yeah, because it's so loud in my house right now. Oh, love to my family, but it's very, very loud. And we need to be very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think you'll definitely hear some doors opening. But I mean, hey, is it one of our episodes without the Dr. Pepper oh, no, opening? Of course not. A little ASMR for you guys. Ooh, how can we go without ASMR? Oh wait, mine didn't make a noise. Oh there, there's that crispiness. Mine's already deflated. Ew, not the cap sound.
1: Okay. With the I'm... Little...
0: Oh my goodness. Stop. <laughs> okay, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> anyway, my I'm grandma... sorry. yeah, sorry for <laughs> interrupting. Go ahead. My grandma was telling how they moved. So my grandpa. He had this really, really successful business in Russia. Um, it actually, what was the name? It was like, it was like, I can't say it because it was such an interesting name. Basically, it was my grandma's name, Nadezhda, um, but backwards. Really? That was his company name. That is so cute. Are you telling... Like, are you kidding me? Come yeah, on. Right? Right? I want a man who names a company after me. <laughs> right? And it was so cute. But basically, it was very, very um, successful. It was very successful. And this was during the 90s where, you know, the... What is it called? Like, the... Um, gigabe Basically. <laughs> is that a thing in the 90s? I don't know. No, it was like... It was... It was like the years of um a lot of criminal was it like right before the soviet union split it was like during it or something i don't remember but it was like the year where there was a lot of criminal things happening a lot mm. of bondy, i guess forming and they they hmm. were all wanted money it was like a very very dangerous the whole 90s were very very dangerous in the mm. soviet union I don't. I think it was already split. I I don't remember, guys. I'm so bad. I'm so bad with history. Anyway, it was very very dangerous. And basically, because he was so successful, one time I don't remember exactly all the details, but it was like he was crowded in an alley. He like was brought into this alley, and he they got like they threatened him. He's like, we know where wow. your family lives. Give give us this much money, or we're gonna like, we're gonna kill you. Basically, like they did oh, not wow. like they killed like other people already, like his some of his workers and stuff like that already. They already killed people, yeah. They were oh like, wow, or some of the family family. Men. It was so so. It's not empty threats, no, no, it wasn't like he. It was really, really serious. Like they did not care, they just wanted money. Everyone, it was so 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 dangerous. That I can't so believe scary. how they lived through that. So, basically, after that, after that was happening, they're like, okay, we're done, we have to move, we have to move somewhere. And at that time my aunt um already got married so my mom's oldest sister like the oldest sibling she married she got married she moved out to america so they lived Mm. like five ten minutes from where where they moved later so basically they moved to america already they were living there and she's like okay you can like you should just move over here so that's what they did it was such a long trip for them like they had to because my grandma, she had six kids. Like, one of them was left. She, she had five kids. And the youngest one was, like, either two years old or, like, oh, still... So, like, a child. So, like literally baby. a child. Like, a baby, baby. And basically, it was so hard for them. <laughs> they were, like... I, I think they went on a train. And then um, they were supposed to get to the airport somehow. And then this, like, two white vans, like, pulled up. They're, like, oh, we'll take you. And then Uh, they, like, had to split, and then they went on those vans, whatever, and my grandma was literally praying. She's like, she's telling me how she's praying this entire time, because then they, once they just, like, stopped, like, in the middle of nowhere, and they're like, okay, this is, this is, like, the... We all know the stories about white vans and how you should not go in them. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm saying, she was like, this, this is it. Like, she was just praying, and somehow they got to the airport. I don't know how like lord literally just save them they got to the airport and then they whatever they flew and it was difficult of course the start of like living in america was definitely difficult for them um and i'm so like hearing these stories i'm like wow they didn't they were not afraid of hard work like they started from nothing and like look where they are now like we're we're so blessed our family we're so blessed and just seeing other families that moved here you know like they started off with nothing You know, they didn't know the language, they didn't know the culture, the people, everything was so different, but somehow they, like, thrived here, and it's, it's such a blessing to see, and that's why it makes me want to work harder. You know, I was born here, I lived here my entire life, and somehow I want to bring more. I also think that's why maybe the expectations for us kids are so high, is because our parents went through so much, like, hard work. And here we are complaining about our Wi Fi. No, like, like, I don't want to go to school, and they're like, I had to walk through snow. I, I had to walk through mud. I had to carry a bear to school. <laughs> like, no, all these. It crazy took stories. me three days to get there. A hundred percent. And then, um, no, that's why, cause like I would get whenever I was a kid. My parents, um, I'm sure a lot of immigrant families relate where you're you would get spanked. Oh yeah. But my parents like. As I like became more as um, preteen, it stopped working for me, cause I-, I don't know, it just it didn't really work on me. Yeah. yeah. And but I was I was a very unruly child, so they <laughs> transferred to the next best thing, which would be turning off my Wi Fi. <laughs> Because my dad works with, like, t- um, technology. He's very good. Lucky me. I got the one wow. Russian dad who, like, knows technology very well. Like, I was like, I, I was like, he couldn't, like, he speaks English. He understands technology. I was like, oh ding, But no, um, so he would turn off my Wi-Fi. And I remember as a little child, sometimes I'd get so upset. I'd be like, if you turn off my Wi-Fi, I'm going to take your phone. And so I would, this is kind of an embarrassing story on my part. I was, like, 11 or 12 at this point. Um... And I would take his phone and like shut it down completely, like reset (laughs) it. Um, So, like, he wouldn't be able to like do find my iPhone or anything. And I'd like hide it in some random spot, like under some bed or something. And I'd be like, and I would (laughs) not even, I don't know what the right word is. I'd be like, if you want your phone back, you have to turn on my Wi Fi. (laughs) And like, obviously, that never worked. He would just look at me and he'd be like, my phone back now where you're grounded for like two weeks. And I'd be like, okay. And I was a stubborn kid. I was like, no, no, nope. wife it back on. And he's like, okay, three weeks. And I'm like, wait, this isn't working the way oh, I wanted it to. Sidetrack. Yeah, I was a little bit of an unruly child. Um, my parents definitely got their patience tested with me. <laughs> but you know, it's actually not that bad. Like when my um, oldest brother was little, he went through my mom's keys. We have like we had like a huge backyard. And it's just, like, dirt. So, he would just throw it somewhere, like, far away. And my mom was searching, like, the whole day for oh, her stop. keys. She ever find them? Yeah, she did. Wait, was it my backyard? Or he, like, he, like, hid them somewhere. I don't remember where. Stop, that's so funny. It was so bad. But I remember just, like, her just telling me about this, how she could not find her keys. It was really oh bad. My no, I it could scare me sometimes. Because I was, like, and you know the thing where they say, like, I hope you get a child that was like you? Mm-hmm. I'm terrified to have a child that was like me. I, I love how that's, that's what they tell you. No, they're like, that was really one thing I remember my mom or maybe it was my grandma or someone would be like, they're like, you're going to end up with kids exactly like you. Whoa. And I was like, I was like, oh, I better chill out a little bit. But no, my that's mom, funny. my mom was like a very like good kid. She was very obedient. So I was like, man, she really got me. I, I kind of felt bad for her. But, I mean, I'm sure she wouldn't change me for the world. No, because <laughs> <I hope. laughs> that was me. Growing up, I was a very stubborn child as well. But I was also very, very bossy. Like, caring for mm. my cousins. Um, <laughs> <with> my, <laughs> one of my older cousins, um, I was a bridesmaid for her wedding. But she would t- she told me that when she uh, was younger, she would write in her journal about, like, Lord, please change nice to. She's so annoying. She's like... <laughs> like my mom can't handle her because her mom was my preschool teacher so she's oh. like my mom can't handle her anymore like she's she doesn't listen <laughs> and then she would like she read this to me after she asked me to be her bridesmaid and she's like now i love you but like, <laughs> then-, <laughs> like then i get not which i understand you know like my little cousins sometimes they get on my nerves but i'm like i know i'm gonna love them when they grow up because they're good people so funny So (laughs) I was definitely not the favorite, and even my other cousins are just like, yeah, I didn't really like you as a kid, (laughs) but now we're, like, inseparable, so it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like everyone definitely grows up. Um, Thank goodness you're, (laughs) like, you've changed a little bit, too. Oh, I'm still a little bit bossy, but it's not that bad. Yeah, but I feel like it just comes because you've been, like, you're also put in so many roles that you're, like, in charge, so it's kind of, like... Expected so it's it from Definitely you. not my fault. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> no, it is your fault. We don't shift blame here, but it's okay. I was I'm a very bossy child too. I remember, oh, it's kind of a funny story. Um, so I, as a child, I never liked to clean my room. Oh, who does? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Which kids like? Let I let me still go don't clean like to, my room. I still don't like to clean my room, but I once on a piece of paper wrote out a contract for my sister to sign. Where it was basically, I literally had, like, the little place for her and my signature and the date, where it was basically, like, if she cleaned my room, I I don't remember. I think I was, like, I would give you her, like a box of candies or something but she couldn't tell my mom that was one of the causes oh, it's because like nda yeah nda non-disclosure she could not but um and i'd make her sign it and then she, like then she would clean my room but then she's still <laughs> because in our household we're not allowed to blackmail each other <laughs> i don't I know mean, b- that's don't... a good rule <laughs> yeah so that rule wasn't stated after that incident that so funny. um because of me but <laughs> Oh no! So growing up, me and my big brother, we were both homeschooled. So every time we didn't want to do our school, we would be like, "Man, you know what'd be great if we had twin, like a twin of ourselves, so we could go do <laughs> something we wanna do, and our twin would have to sit there and do homework." And I like we had this conversation. I kid you not, like a hundred times, because we're just like, it "Must be so nice. Imagine." Oh yeah, uh, that reminds me of the Russian movie Electronic. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a robot. Oh my that gosh! That does like everything that's, that's for what the we kid. wanted. We just wanted someone that looks like us too. So you know, it wasn't obvious. Yeah. <laughs> let me say some Russian movies are so like out of pocket <laughs> for real. No, you know what? It's interesting. My parents, no, it's not my parents. My mom. It was mostly my mom. She would not let us watch like Tom and Jerry for the longest time, but we. She would let us watch Nupokadiv. Which, for Which, those of you don't know, it's a wolf who smokes all the time trying to chase and kill a bunny. <laughs> exactly. And Tom and Jerry is, like, more friendly, I feel like. And literally, I would be watching this, like, wolf, like, smoking, and I'm like, how is this better? <laughs> like, she wouldn't let me watch Spongebob. Would yeah, she- my parents SpongeBob wouldn't either. like... Or Barbie. She wouldn't let me watch Barbie really? either. My parents with Spongebob, they were like... Spongebob is gonna make you, like, dumb and lose brain cells. Literally. Which, which I, I get where they're coming from. The you know what was so painful for me? When my uncle, that was, like, living with us at the time, before he got married, he would watch it. He would watch Spongebob right in front of me. <laughs> and my mom's like, go upstairs. <laughs> go upstairs. Stop. Oh my goodness. No, I remember, um, this movie still terrifies me. Um, it's either... Now, don't laugh. It's either Toy Story 3 or 2... The one where there is like a preschool and they end up like getting to that preschool and there's this like purple bear. Okay. And then there's this terrifying (laughs) monkey with symbols as hands. I know what you're talking about. I was so afraid of him There is one scene where he's like watching the cameras and the monkey's eyes are ginormous and he's like watching the cameras. (laughs) Terrified me. I think I was like 13 the first time I watched that movie. (laughs) Terrified me. Never watched it again. Like, and then I would like... I was 13. I wasn't like a child. I could have lied and been like, I was like five. No, I was like like a teenager. You know what's funny? 13 is when um, I was baptized. Stop. (laughs) I was terrified of a monkey in Toy Story. This is how you know we're kind of different. (laughs) Okay, come on now. That's not fair. But I'm just saying, maybe I was younger. I probably was a little bit younger. I don't remember the exact age. I just know I was like... I was too old to be scared of that. That's (laughs) all I know. But yeah i still have i had nightmares about that monkey i'm not gonna lie and then we went to a disney store in florida and they had that monkey there and i was like side eyeing <laughs> that area the whole time and like walking around it i was like Mm-mm, not going in that direction it's a little sidetracked i want to go to disney world so bad dude me too i only been to disneyland once in my life which is in la and it was it was okay i remember i i think i just like fell asleep honestly <laughs> it i was fell that boring. <laughs> I was really tired, but I fell asleep at like the most interesting part where I think it was either like tangled or something that was showing, and oh, I was so upset favorite. after. But I just I I want to go like Universal Studios and stuff like that. I want to go to those kind of theme parks. Um, I hear it's really like expensive these days. Yeah, though. It's, it's like, like so crazy. Overpriced. So I'm like. Mm. I wish they had, like, scholarships for Disney World, <laughs> where you just, like, where they just pay for you. I, wait, I, I know it's like, like... There's, like, a deal for college students. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I would love that. Maybe they do, actually. I don't gonna... know. I bet they do. No, but, like, Tangled, that was my favorite. Like, it's still my favorite Disney yeah, movie ever. Tangled, like, especially the guy, um... Oh, my <laughs> Eugene. <God. laughs> Flynn Rider. <laughs> Flynn Rider and Naveen from mm. Princess and the Frog. That's kind yes. of... Yes. That's an interesting movie, but he was that character... Um, which is I was like obsessed with. You know, did you see those proposals where they propose with the lanterns? <gasps> those are so cute. I would literally die. Like I would cr- I love cry. It. It, it's so beautiful. It's but I also feel like it's really bad for the planet. But like it's really cute. So, who cares? <laughs> I, I'm getting proposed to once. <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> That's I'm what kidding. Everyone says. <laughs> well, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, those are so cute. I love that, but definitely because we weren't really allowed to watch Disney growing up but I remember Tangled like we saw it 3d in movies mm-hmm. and I loved it loved it especially glowing hair I mean come on oh my she's goodness. obviously the best one <laughs> <laughs> this is so embarrassing but after that movie you don't know how many times I was trying to sing and just thinking my hair's close to that <laughs> I was like why is not working no Maybe I it's the song Maybe I'm singing the wrong notes. Oh, did you ever have that as a kid where you'd pretend that you can't sing well? Or, like, you'd sing, like, a song? I didn't have to pretend. Oh. Yeah, we saw the video. (laughs) (laughs) No, guys, this was really bad. If you, like, you heard me, like, 9, 10, 11, I was, I was, like... A little bit out of tune. You were a regular kid. Now you're, like, a great singer and stuff. But like, you were a regular, regular kid. That's how regular kids sing. Like, no, you know what makes it worse? The fact that I, like, when I was recording that, I thought it was so good. I remember thinking, like, I'm going to post on YouTube and get, like, so many views. <laughs> I mean, you probably would get a lot of yeah. views for better, different but, reason. Different reasons, for sure. No, I'm teasing. I, like, that reminds me of the thing where it's, like, you're, like, singing under your breath and, like, someone catches you and you're like, oh my goodness, I'm so bad. But, like, yeah. you know, like, honestly, you're like, hmm. It just started belting out flower no <laughs> <laughs> hey don't come for my singing skills that was actually pretty good i wasn't gonna say anything right <laughs> no, that was actually pretty good you're like laughing your booty off <laughs> <laughs> one's <laughs> up me sharp, i love that song anyway okay guys well i think this is a great place to stop thank you for listening so much and we'll see you next time yeah guys thank you so much for tuning in and to listening to us ramble about i don't know what we even talked about to be honest we hey well, childhood memories you know yeah. traumatic some funny some tra- a little bit traumatizing for us i know but i'm sure fun to hear <laughs> i i hope you guys stayed along with our journey and <laughs> understood what we're talking about i hope we didn't sidetrack too much well, you know, it's in the show title, so
1: <laughs> if we, we are didn't... kind of
0: forced to do it, guys. It's it's, it's our brand at this point. <laughs> it's the <a> brand. <laughs>
1: it's right. the branding.
0: Yeah. All right, well, we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.